Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition. You're welcome. You I know, need to the thing there too. Squeaking. The thing is, is, I knew you had that on in the back room, you know, before we went live. I saw it on your head. And I should have known that when we came out onto the camera, you were going to have that on your head for everyone to have. see. I should have. And yet, for whatever reason, I did not. You want to know what makes so it better? It's a whole ensemble, Tim. It is a onesie, but then I also have Grogu slippers. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you're Kathleen, why wouldn't you? Also, because it's super snuggly soft. Well, there's also that. However, so, yeah. I think my my ears need some, like some uh, medication. The stuff, the stuff that you put in medication. <laughs> that was not where I was going with that. I mean, I guess wire would probably work, but <laughs> I was thinking like starch from like when you do your laundry. But sure, you could take med medication. <laughs> Grogu's got a blood flow issue. Here, there's a pill for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh ben says no kathleen this week happy grogu could fill in we miss you already ben because you, there's silliness here and uh, not... yeah, silliness there's no silliness there's always silliness this is completely serious <laughs> well anyways welcome to the podcast that tried to take itself serious and ended up on youtube why would i try to take myself seriously like i don't know i've met like me I've, I've met you too, and I know. I, again, I should know better. Oh goodness! Well, before we actually get into tonight's show, and Kathleen doesn't have horrible amounts of acid reflux. This is awful. Thank you very much. Being in my thirties, that sucks. Anyway, <clears throat> we need to say thank you to our show partners, Level Up Sabers and Monkey Cult Coffee. <laughs> Not my fault. Thing. You said roll, and then you paused, so I hit a button. I was breathing. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, that is Level Up Sabers. The link is in the show notes, comment section. Buy a lightsaber. Fulfill your dreams of being a Jedi or a Sith. Just please stay away from children's hospitals, elementary schools, um, and, you know. Playgrounds. The typical. Anyway. That is one of our show sponsors. Our other one, the one that keeps us going, literally. Caffeinated, well into the wee hours of the morning. That is also in the show notes comments section. And yes, why buy Starbucks when you can have monkey cult coffee at home? Absolutely. Yeah. Get the good stuff. All right. So we've talked about this before about with monkey cult. And one of the great things about them is that they have this bourbon chocolate chip coffee, which I have grown addicted to. It is amazing. And I need more. Like I, I've, I've been talking to the owner of the company and I'm trying to get him to uh, just, you know, give me an IV. You know, is that a possibility? Because that might be the next step because I'm drinking so much of it every day that I might need to just progress to an IV. Just bypass the mouth, put it right in the arm. Let's do this. Uh, but yeah, but they've got that and they've got a toasted coconut, um, uh, toasted coconut rum, rather, excuse me. <laughs> toasted coconut. I was thinking so much about the bourbon and the chocolate chip. I couldn't remember the other one. But yeah, the toasted coconut rum. Hey, if you can get me to like a toasted coconut item, anything with coconut, you're doing really good. Uh, and the toasted true. coconut rum is good. I prefer the, the bourbon chocolate chip, 
but the toasted coconut is really good. So go to monkeycultcoffee.com, use the code FSF10, and not only do you get a discount on your coffee, but they make a donation to the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation with every single bag that is purchased. So you get a discount and you get to help out sick kids. You're doing something awesome by getting yourself something awesome. So there's that. It's a win for everybody. I so love just that. something to think about. I love that both of our both of our sponsors have something to do with children. <laughs> Sorry. I'm an awful human being. And you know what? At least I'm living up to my I'm living up to my quote tonight. So it's fine. Um, there is that. Um <laughs> John says this is the most serious she's been today. No, he got home from work today and he's like, do you need a break? I'm like, I'm going to go treat myself like a computer and turn it off and turn it back on again and see if it's in a better mood. <laughs> I was awful. And Ben says we are a professional, use the air quotes if you're listening to this yes. and not watching, air quotes, professional podcast. But that I sounds mean, about right. Also, hey, we are an independent podcast. We are our own bosses. This is us being professional. We don't have to we don't have to do professional things if we don't wanna. John also says uh, lacrosse gloves are supposed to be good for when younglings want to swing a saber at you. Something about not getting a broken nose picker. Yeah, broken finger, I'd imagine. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And if you hadn't noticed already, there's uh, the banner going across the bottom of the screen that reminds you that if you're watching here on YouTube, please click the like and subscribe button. Doing so helps us tremendously. It helps us uh, with our interviews each and every Friday that we release with people out in the sci-fi and pop culture world, people that you want to hear from. It helps us to convince them that, hey, you should come on our show. This is how many followers we have. This is how many people watch our show. Yada, yada, yada. That's all helpful for you to get more good content to be able to watch. But also we have a Patreon page, as you see there, patreon.com forward slash fsfpopcast.com. There's five different levels there for you to subscribe to, anywhere from $1 to $40, all with their really cool uh, different levels of, of bonuses and, and things like that. And uh, we'll be having some new Patreon content going up either late tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. So bonus content and main content. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of really cool stuff coming up there. So you guys are going to want to be sure to check that out. And we'll have some... Uh, uh, a star, another Stargate review episode coming up this week as well. So, because one of us had to sit down and learn how to do video editing. So, there's that. I'm doing that. That's fun. It's actually not as bad as I thought it was would be. I'm, 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 I ha I'm farther along in it than I ever thought I was going to be. So, but did your um, appreciation for John increase? That's okay, so that's, you're commenting on our own show. This is fantastic. So Kathleen, so who has a microphone and could have said, uh, but she put this in the comments instead. She said, this was almost the end of Grogu. Slippery optioned hands and heavy mug of tea. My blonde is showing. It was supposed to say lotioned and not optioned, which makes the my blonde is showing that much better. It does, in fact. And I was just trying not to interrupt you, but I went to pick up my giant mug of tea and my hand slipped and I'm like, I'm going to dump hot tea on myself. That's <laughs> fantastic. Speaking of tea, I should probably like, you know, pour my hot water. Yeah. I meant to do this before we had people coming into the into the show. Um because, you know, tea. Because I mean, if we're being honest, tonight's show is called Tea Time. Tea Time. And we do have a couple guests waiting for us in the back room. We're gonna get them on here in just a second. Uh, but tonight's topic is indie artists. So we're gonna talk about what it means to be an indie artist and how our guests as indie artists, what, what they're doing, how they're doing it, uh, and some questions for them and stuff like that. So we're very excited to have them. Um, we only have one right now. The other one's having some computer issues. They'll be in in a moment. So Kathleen, why don't you go and introduce our first guest and we'll start talking with him. And when the other comes, we'll bring them in as well. All right. First we have Ord <laughs> Ordist. <laughs> wow. Oh boy, we it's have be a night. artist Lloyd Cheatham Jr. Oh my gosh, I quit. I'm done. You sure you want to do this, Lloyd? I don't know, man. I just need some coffee to the tea. That, I didn't even working. open the wine yet, and I can't talk. What's in that tea? That's all I want to know. What's in that tea? Peppermint. 
and nothing. Just <laughs> knobs. It's just it's just peppermint tea to help with my acid reflux. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so I'm drinking a lemon ginseng tea. It's got the lovely tea bag, and I'm sure if Ben is watching right now, his head We're is sorry, exploding. Ben. Sorry, not sorry. With our, uh, our you weren't here to supervise me, Ben. So this is what happens. Leaf water. Uh, <laughs> All right, so hey Lloyd, while we're while we're waiting for Matthew to rejoin us here, okay. um, actually it looks like he's back in now. So we'll go ahead and bring him in, and then we'll we'll start the conversation. Okay. Uh, so we have we have the artist here, Lloyd, but we also have a comic book writer and artist, uh, Matthew Hasso. I, yeah, I was already doing that in my head. So Hasso, and he's going to correct me when I come back when he comes in. So Matthew, tell him how to properly say your name because I'm pretty sure I just butchered it in front of a national audience. You had it perfect. It was Matthew Hasso. That's perfect. Woohoo! All right. Oh, oh man. man, it's gonna go to his head. He got it right. On the first try. Well, not even the first try, but Ben <laughs> is watching. And ben there's no teabag in mine, Ben. Well, oh, because wow. you took it out already. Shh. He didn't need to know that. Yes, up. All right. Uh <laughs> all right. So um take a minute, uh, Lloyd, and tell everybody about who you are, what you do, and, you know, kind of go from there, and then we'll we'll do the same with Matthew. Well, um, as you said, I'm Lloyd Cheatham. I'm a freelance artist. I have my own company, Cheat Designs. I do clothing, also custom, custom clothing. My biggest thing is my art. I do a lot of pinup art and paintings, and I'm delving now into comic books. I'm working on my second book with um, Universe Comics, Enigma. I'm the colors on the book. I'm just now doing, we're working on issue number two. I've got two of my own coming out right now. I've got one that doesn't have a name yet, <laughs> tentatively. And I got one that's called the Hip Hop Outlaw. Kind of like a playoff of like Afro Samurai. But okay. Outlaw. All right. Very cool. Now, I met Lloyd at the Monroe Pop Fest, which is now called the Monroe Comic Con. We met yes. this past, we, yeah, we met this past September. And uh, his booth was right next to our booth, and we just kind of hit it off, started talking. I was like, I got to figure out a way to get this dude on my show. Uh, and so I'm very glad that we had this opportunity, and I'm even happier that he said yes. So very yeah. glad that you're here tonight, Lloyd. Thank you. No problem. Hey, tell me a fun fact. You know I was one of the originators of the Marvel Pop Fest, right? I helped start it. I did not know that. Hold on a second. Let me show you something. Way to do your research, Tim. Hey, you know what? I wasn't even there, so it's okay. This is the first shirt we had. Hey. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. That is that, very cool. Yeah. So yeah, it, it felt good coming back home. That's awesome, man. And yes. now I feel dumb for not having done better research. But that is really <laughs> okay. cool. It's, it's fun okay. when your co-host makes you feel dumb, isn't it? Oh, wow. Well, it was nice having Kathleen tonight. Uh, <laughs> hey, if I don't get kicked off at least once, I'm not doing my job right. That's great. <laughs> All right, Matthew, tell everybody about yourself, your uh, your Kickstarter that you got going, and everything else. And I, I think I you may think have froze up again. again. <sighs> but he is very happy about being frozen. So that, Yes, I mean, he is again. Like they could not be happier. I'm full of with that face. But... Like he's smiling because he has to, and, and it hurts. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, I'm to again. Yeah. I don't like these people much. I'm going to pretend my computer keeps shutting itself off. Wow. <laughs> That's what I tell them anyway. Right. Uh, hey. All right. Well, it, it is what it is. We'll get them back in here in a minute. Um, and, and so one of the things that I, I appreciate about you, Lloyd, and what, what I noticed in your artwork is that now I watched you as you sat in your booth and you were, you were drawing stuff out and, and everything. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, I, I know that a lot of people and, and you were doing it on an iPad and there's nothing wrong with that. And But right. you also do it with, with pastels and pencils and Correct. And all these other things too. So you you go you go back to the basics as well, um, and you have done some really really cool stuff. He had a John Wick picture with him when we were at Monroe. That was just Chef's kiss. It was amazing. Well, and he drew a Deadpool uh, one and a Darth Maul, and he was like hitting all my my comic <laughs> book sweet spots. And I'm just like, so uh, let's see. Matthew is back as tech support. Or tech sucks. <laughs> Been using the same laptop for the past year and a half to do my podcast on a weekly basis. Come to get on yours, it totally uh, 
So unfortunately, I'm on my phone. How bad is the audio? It's not bad. You sound fantastic. Okay, I'll just, I'll just talk really close so the audio is a little more clear. Actually, it's it, it was doing pretty good at picking you oh, up, great. so nice and clear. Your, your I apologize. It was trying to do you a favor. Uh, that's okay. You you left with a smile on your face though, so that was a good thing. Yes. <laughs> you were frozen, just, just like a. Oh, oh, it. Here. So. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts to smile this long. All right. So, uh, Matthew, take a moment and tell everybody about yourself and and uh, your Kickstarter that you've got going. And and uh, you know, we do have that linked down below in the show notes as well. Perfect. Uh, yeah, my name is Matthew Hasso. I'm a freelance writer. Um, been freelance writing for Grot Comics for just over a year now. Um, it's kind of funny. This is like the fifth or sixth script I think I wrote for them is the main part of this comic, Black Cobra number one. And then over the last year, there's been other little things that we kind of put it together as its own comic. Um, the Kickstarter's been doing very well. We've been very, very fortunate. But Ultimately, as much as it may have paid for itself, we also have other stories and other books we're trying to get done. So we're just keep chugging along, trying to, to raise as many funds, as, as much funds as possible in order to keep producing the kind of books that we're doing. Cool. Okay. Um, tell, you know, the, what was the name of the story again that you have up on Kickstarter right now? It's, it's Black Cobra. Okay. And can you tell people a little uh, like synopsis of the story, what it's about, so they know what they should be looking forward to? No. No, okay, just... sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this was a fun conversation. We'll see you guys, guys next no. week. <laughs> um, so Black Cobra number one is a um, – it's got three different stories inside of it if you get the standard issue. And then there's an extended version that has four uh, stories. Each The first three stories were written by me. The last one was written by a writer called Patrick Daniels. And ultimately, Black Cobra is a superhero. Um, all of the Grot Comics characters um, live in a, or are more Christian heroes, not spouting scripture or going nuts with over-the-top Bible thumping, but just that they themselves kind of adhere to those ideals. And because okay. of that, they don't kill, they don't curse, but there's still tons of action and adventure. Part of the issue is that in their world, they're considered the terrorists. So the watchers who are actually the bad guys work for the UN, they're publicly look like heroes. And Black Cobra was captured by the watchers months before the story takes place and was tortured and kind of beaten down and now is dealing with PTSD. So Black Cobra number one, the first storyline deals with like the first time he's actually gone back into the field on a mission and how kind of horribly wrong it goes not because of his PTSD, but he just gets so, he's trying to really prove himself that in the battle, him and his uh, his rival essentially collapse the building they're in and get trapped underneath all the rubble. And it's about now, what are they going to do? Um, looking at potentially like dying within this, this situation that they've created for themselves. Okay. And then the other two are... Spoiler alert, since there's more than that story, they survive. <laughs> but a lot of the story is in this first issue kind of dealing with him helping other people that are on the team that are dealing with PTSD in their own manner. And then following the guy he was fighting and, and his story kind of taking him back where he needs to go. Cool. Okay. I am intrigued by that concept. I like the idea of yeah. superheroes without necessarily all of the in your face violence and gore and language and it's been a challenge to say the least because you know you have this guy who is you know these some of the other characters i've dealt with where you have like these two guys who are like strike team commando kind and you're like okay all right how are you going to have these guys assault a building and not kill anybody right. or or you know hey the mission is you're you know, in a in a speed racer Mach Five kind of car with guns, and you're battling other guys on jeeps and trucks on a highway. How do you get through that situation and not kill everybody? And it's been challenging at times, but it's also been cool because you know, um, I always forget the the saying: necessity breeds creativity. Is that what it is? I don't know. Innovation. There you go. So you having to go like, okay, how do I make this interesting? You know. Now you're you got to have like skills beyond skills or just an attitude that allows you to to not seem like you're ha ha we're not going to kill anybody chum let's make sure we're doing this 
to, to create interesting characters in that realm has been, you know, you don't want to do the like, well, chum, if you yeah. looked in the tree and realized that a, a chimpanzee with a machine gun is the most dangerous thing, right, Rob? You know, like, we're not going to do that. But, gotcha. but it's been fun at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I can see where that would be interesting. And, and uh, yeah. All right. Well, like I said, our topic for tonight is called the indie artist. And you guys are both indie artists. And, uh, oh, hey, there we go. Say, uh oh, say hi uh -oh. to. Crusher Convo. Hi, Crusher Convo. Hey, what's up, Crusher Convo? I'm sorry. I'm just a writer. I don't draw. At least nothing well, I would show people. But I'm considering indie artists from the standpoint of your... I consider writers to be artists. I consider yeah, I podcasters to be artists. Yes. I can. Okay. Whenever you're creating something and putting it out into into a digital or 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 physical space, I consider you to be an artist um, okay. because of what you're doing. So, in your case, even though you're the writer... I consider you an artist. Right, I just want to make sure no one thinks that I did all that art, that awesome art, because no. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you think about it, anybody who has read a book or read a story sees those things in their head as well. So you are an artist. You're just a yes. mental artist. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. We'll go with yeah. that. Yeah, when I read something, I'm I'm I am envisioning what it looks like and. You know, especially if the especially if the writer is good at their job and they're and they're putting in the details and explaining things, you know, that, that they don't need a picture for. So, yeah, no, no, you're still an artist, bud. I'll take it. All right. When, you, when your books are this thick and there's no pictures, you're an artist. Yes. Yes, Jesse, you are absolutely an artist. She writes, she video edits, she does graphic design, she edits a podcast, she does the podcast. Plus, she's awesome. So we'll give her. I'm an around. artist, but my my art is just getting on people's nerves. And yes. you are aces at it. It's, if you edit, then the artistry is will fix it in post, and you're accomplishing that. Good on you. <laughs> so you, you've heard our our, uh, our <laughs> podcast motto: "We'll fix it in post." <laughs> uh, I, I fortunately, or unfortunately, for several years there, did film stuff. So definitely, those moments of like, "No, we'll fix it later." You need better inspiration. All right, so let's let's talk about our first talking point here for this discussion about the indie artist. Because, and I want you guys to draw off your own personal experiences for this. And okay. um, you know, so what do you feel the role of the indie artist is in today's media? They're the rock stars because okay. they, people are getting tired of seeing the same old thing, and indie artists are bringing a whole new view, of the same old stories, but a different view of them. So I've watched a lot, a lot of Todd McFarlane's lately, and he's mm -hmm. saying, look out, Big Two. They're coming, and they're coming for this spot. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it kind of coming off of that is, you know, look, Marvel and DC and even Image, if you kind of look at it, they all have their brand that they have to push because mm -hmm. they are Marvel, DC, and Image. And even though Image isn't quite in the superhero business, they do have this kind of thing they do. And I think at this indie level, because take it or leave it, we don't have big wigs telling us what to do with their money. We're able to tell the story we want to tell. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that kind of story, like you look, let's be honest, Apple's not going to suddenly back a Christian comic book company and try to make them do Christian comic books. It's just not going to happen. And not knocking Apple, no company is going to do that. You know, nowadays all companies want to do is like, okay, let's, push whatever random agenda we need in order to sell more things. Mm -hmm. So I think as indie creatives, artists, writers, people are doing this, it's, it, we get to explore those things that those big companies won't and, and beyond genres, but beyond, you know, bring in more personal takes, viewpoints, things of that nature, I think is something that we're kind of allowed to do and sometimes challenged to do is, um, you know, really kind of push that like, okay, um, you know, Black Cobra is a is a is a public domain character, but traditionally he's white. So if Bill, the guy who owns Grok, says, "Well, let's let's change his ethnicity and let's you know let's put some PTSD, let's make this character completely different," Marvel or DC aren't going to do that. So right. we get we get that opportunity to do that ourselves, and I think that's where being at this level is is good and bad. You know, there's not a a ton ton of money in it, but oh. 
you know, luckily I have a full-time job that pays me what I need. So I get to be as creative as I want to be and push some of those envelopes with a lot of the stories that that Brock has allowed me to do. And, and because Bill is at this level, he's, you know, I was like, hey, I want to do this. And he's like, sure, go. And he just lets me write or come up with any story I want. Um, and like, the, like for this Black Cobra issue number one, the first part, he just said, like, I want Black Cobra and Jaguar Lynx to find. That was all he told me. And I took it in a whole weird kind of direction. And you're just not going to get that out of the b- bigger companies. They're going to say, here's your outline. Make these things happen. Right. And, and don't forget. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Don't, say, no, don't forget to put our agenda. Hit our agenda is what we want you to push. Right. Agendas. Make sure you get that or you're fired. And I, I think right. that is the, the big thing with indie artists is the we get to do what we want and make what we want. And then people realize, hey, wait, we actually like that. We like that more. These people are following their hearts. They're not following the agenda. They're not selling the same story again and redoing a movie because, oh no, our copyright came up. Like, right. We get to do fun stuff. I see you pointing at Disney there with Pinocchio. I would (laughs) never turn my back on my Mickey Master. Never, as I'm sitting Mickey here Master. in my, Mickey I'm Master. sitting here in my like head that. to toe Disney merch, right? Like that. Okay, so what are some other areas that you feel that the the indie artist is allowed to express themselves in ways that others could not? I know you talked about having the freedom to go and and write your own story or to draw things the way that you want to draw them, but what are some other ways that you feel that you're allowed to express your own creativity? because of being an indie artist? I, I think we're, I think we can, we can hit any genre, any character type, any, um, any, any personal story, you know, if, look, no one's going to do a, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying we're doing it, but if we decided to do a character and their stories taking place in Gaza or, or Israel or, or whatever things going on in the Middle East, no big company is going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Nope. Because no matter what side you, you land on, the other side is going to come at you hard. And when you got money, big money behind you, nobody wants to take that risk, you know? And I think we could do that. I mean, look, um, you don't get mouse about the, you know, Jewish internment camps from during with Nazis from Marvel or DC. You don't get that comic. Having an mm-hmm. indie, independent guy decide he wants to tell the story of his father and his journey through that situation uh, as, as a Jewish man, you only get that from an indie. You don't get that from um, from any, anybody who's, who's trying to tell you what to do. Right. Okay. I was, I was thinking even personally about like the, the conversations we've had with, with our guests. They're typically on press tours and it's the here are the same basic questions about the same basic projects. Here's, tell us about your latest movie. Tell us about your latest show. Tell us about your latest book. Whereas we get to do the, hey, so I noticed on your Instagram, you have dogs that you've rescued. Tell us about your rescue dogs. Tell us about where you got them from, how people can get involved in that rescue organization. We get to actually like touch the hearts of the people that we're talking to, not just here's the checklist of things we have to ask about so that we're fitting into the mold. Right. We are our old, our own mold. We don't have to, we don't have to follow the other one, which actually makes me it's really happy. It's and oblong, but yeah, we're our own mold. Yeah. <laughs> it's and a little dented. I was going to say, we don't have to follow the rules of creation either. They say you got to put everything into a box. The character must have a wound. You must go this way. No, you don't. All that can come out in the story. You know, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> But uh, oh, that's all, that it's one of those dude. things. Yeah, because my, my writer on my book I have now, him and I are debating really, really hard about doing the character wound, air quotes. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. have to have that to be the character. I said, why? And this is where my, my topic following been coming in. Everything he said was, why I got to do that? Why I got to do that? He couldn't give me a hard reason besides that's the status quo. Yeah. My father's status quo. We're in this. We ain't got to do what they do. No, and, and one of the things I've, I've liked about watching your art online, because, you know, Lloyd and I follow each other on Facebook, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we've talked a bit, 
outside of this scenario, inviting him to the show. He and I have had some conversations. And uh, one of the things I've liked about watching your art is that you're not you're not afraid to, uh, you know, overturn the apple cart a little bit. I mean, he had uh, he had did a picture a little while back and I'm going to throw him under the bus a little bit because I think some of our our listeners might get upset. We might see some comments. He did a really cool picture of Batman beating Wolverine, <laughs> like carrying, dragging Wolverine's limp, lifeless body behind him. <laughs> and yeah, oh. now the thing is, it was a phenomenal drawing. Lloyd is a very, very talented <laughs> artist. Also talented in the ways of pissing people off. When it comes to... <laughs> Those are my two favorites, and like, oh man. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was interesting. As I'm over and... here with my Harley Quinn mug, I, also Wolverine. <laughs> well, wise they've always said metal poisoning can kill Wolverine. Why wouldn't Batman exploit that? That's true. That's true. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> See, and I think that that is also something of benefit to the indie artist is the, well, should we do it? Maybe not, but we're gonna, because it's fun. And I I feel like, like it was said, the the bigger companies aren't going to take those risks. They aren't Mm -hmm. going to, they have, in their minds, they have so much more to lose than an indie artist does, Mm -hmm. where it's the, no, we're doing this because it makes us happy. We're not doing it to make you happy. Like... If, if it makes you happy, that's cool. Right. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're enjoying what we're doing. But this is for us. <laughs> I think I think my favorite response that Lloyd gave to any of the commenters, yeah, I, I, this is an extreme uh, paraphrasing, but it was basically why not? Because they asked him why he was drawing, and he's like, well, why not? Right. I can do. It. I can. So why not? I mean, he's not he's not beholden to you know one set of agendas over the other. Exactly. You know, the DC agenda or the Marvel agenda or whatever, uh, he can go, you know, he can do whatever he wants. He doesn't have to follow a script line that says this person has to win. Exactly. You know, so, so, you know, I mean, he was wrong. I mean, there's no way Batman wins, but, you know, the, you know, he could still draw it. <laughs> but he could. That's the thing is that I think he could. Look, look, look. I'm going to say one if, thing. If, if Wolverine can beat Lobo, who stood toe to toe with Superman. Batman could beat Wolverine. I'm just saying, like, if we're going to play the who can beat who game, ultimately Batman always wins. I mean, that that's always been my 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 way of living. Because he's Batman. Well, because Batman's not, Batman. afraid, not afraid to play dirty. And that's exactly. the thing. He's, and that's he, the thing is that, yeah, he, he could beat Wolverine. It might be because he is in the shadows and Wolverine never sees him coming, but... Smell him. You could smell him, though. He or smell because him. Wolverine's lame, but, you know, whatever. Come yeah. at me, folks. <laughs> Wait, you said he would, he would beat Lobo? No, he wouldn't. Lobo Not at all. He could, he could regenerate from a freaking atom. One by blood, he can regenerate his whole body. So, nope. look, if Wolverine fought Lobo, Lobo would be playing basketball with an adamantium basketball. Yes, he would. <laughs> Batman <laughs> always wins because guy. he's Batman. Absolutely facts. And John agrees. He said because he's, he's Batman. Batman. Because I'm Batman. Reports <laughs> all day long. <laughs> because I'm a sad orphan with a huge bank account. So, yeah. <laughs> also facts. That's his real superpower. He's got trust issues in a big bank account. That's his yeah. perseverance. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to the next question. Uh, so, everyone, <laughs> ben, what you say? All right. So every time. You know, we, when we're doing things, there's always going to be a struggle, especially for someone who's on the in the indie spaces. So, what's the hurdle that you feel you most often have to overcome? Hmm. People seeing your vision the way you intend it. A lot of people will, will get well put, project what they want upon you your project. Well, you're doing like this. You're doing like so and so. No, I'm doing it like the way I want. Not because mm-hmm. they did it. I'm doing it because the way I want it. People always want to put you in a box. Okay. Always want to put you in a box, no matter what you do. Creatively, you, you you're in a box, but no, artists are always the ones that create. Are the ones that destroy that box. We're outside the box, outside the lines. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Baby in the corner. Yeah. Now, I, I think some of the hurdles I, I kind of come across sometimes is like, 
and this this is more of a personal story for me is I tried to do a comic book about five years ago. I tried to do the self-publishing thing, kind of. Point being is that I hired an artist. I really liked his work, but it was like, I remember one of my friends going like, dude, how come it doesn't look like a professional comic? I'm like, well, because I don't have the money to hire Jim Lee. Like, you know, as much as I would love to spend $2,000 a page on some really high-end talented artist, like, look, most of us indies guys, it's sub $100 a page. And you take the good with the bad with what you can do, and you just hope that everybody who's doing the art, the coloring, and the writing together gets you. Because I'm like, look, I always say this. If you look at those first Valiant comics from the early 90s, oh, God, yes. all of those things sucked. Horrible. But Jim Shooter was an amazing writer, and people followed that stuff. And I'm maybe because I'm a writer, maybe because I'm an idiot, maybe just because I believe in, in in just kind of storytelling. Is it's like if you got the story there, people are gonna watch it. Look, I always call it the bad boys thing. Like the first bad boys movie makes no sense whatsoever, but because Will Smith and Martin Lawrence have such good great chemistry and they're so amazing you just want to watch whatever random thing they're doing doesn't make doesn't matter to you that that none of it makes sense of what's happening in the movie you're just watching these guys do it and if you can create characters that people just want to see what they're going to do next it doesn't matter what what is happening or the quality i mean the art can't be complete total trash but you get people into that vein of like following your guys they're going to be more forgiving, but they have to give it an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying buy six issues and then finally go like, Oh, well, it's okay. Look, same thing as a writer, your job is to get everybody on the first issue. If, right. if after black Cobra, number one, you don't like black Cobra. I got another for you. But if you like what's going on, come get the second one. And you know, we're going to tell a great story in the second one and the third one, and the fourth, blah, 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 all the way through. Mm-hmm. But I think that's been the biggest thing for me is, and I know, I know comic books are a visual medium. But you know, let let's uh, let's not try and get a <laughs> a Hollywood movie out of a an indie filmmaker. You know, sure. And okay. Um, my first book was done, Tim. I, I botched it. The art was amazing, but the story sucked. People come for the art; they stay for the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Look at look at the first three years of Image. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to have both. You have to have. Yeah, Solid definitely balance both. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I remember, you know, you mentioned Valiant because in the nineties is when I was growing up. My my you know, I graduated high school in ninety-five. Uh my but <laughs> yeah. I'm old, I know. I'm okay with it. Um, younger than me. <laughs> I'm not gonna say a word, okay. <laughs> no, Kathleen's mocking me because she wasn't born to like ninety-seven, so ninety-two. I was born same, in ninety-two. Thank same diff. Very That's when I graduated. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we have our baby here. Uh, but I remember like you Valiant comics coming out. I remember Dark Horse comics coming out and I, you know, I, I thought they were, you know, in comparison to what I was used to seeing with DC and Marvel were like, and even image at that time was kind of like, mm. yeah, you know, they were so, so, but I think that, that, um, you know, there was characters that I, that I liked. And so I didn't care how bad the art was or how good the art was because I was leaning in towards the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Especially when it came to uh, Dark Horse stuff. I really liked Dark Horse and Image stuff. Well, and so. you look at something like Exo Manowar. Is he yeah. absolutely a ripoff of Iron Man? Yes. Absolutely. But putting a barbarian in it and having this weird kind of alien thing and then time yeah. travel and you just like, this is bonkers. Let's go. And even though the art eventually got better, like there was a couple of while there where you're like, <laughs> uh, Gerald says it all, it all works together. Writing has to intrigue. Art has to captivate. Then mm-hmm. marketing must attract. That's my guy working on Enigma. He wrote it. He's, a, oh, nice. he's the owner. Oh, very that's cool. What that's what I'm working on right now. Excellent. Hi, Gerald. But I mean, <laughs> I, I agree that like, when I'm at a comic book store and I'm looking for something new, I'm flipping through looking at the pictures on the front and being like, yeah. well, does that look like that's going to be cool? Yes? No? And then the, let's read the blurb. Like, it is always picture first, blurb. I'm like, oh, okay. No, I'm, I'm interested in those characters and that story. You need yeah. both. Absolutely. 
<laughs> He's like, hello. <laughs> hello. So, um, and even, though it's not a, even though it's not an indie um, production, so the, the last Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that came out called Mutant Mayhem. Yes. Yes. It took me a hot minute to get used to the art in that because it, it's done so differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I but it. I came around, I came around to it and I actually really, enjoy, by the end of the movie, I was like, I really enjoy this art style. I didn't oh, yeah. at first. I was like, man, this is kind of weird. And I don't know if I'm going to like this. And because again, I grew up with the eighties versions of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I had that in my brain moving forward, you know, sitting down to watch the movie. And I didn't get those sharp lines, the, the goofy smiley faces. I got, you know, these, you know, um, so yeah, so there, there's always something when it comes to the art. Um, so talking more about, about struggles and because we're talking about art and, you know, and making sure that your art was good and all those type of things. But when we're talking about struggles, how do you guys handle, uh, the obstacle of feeling that you deserve space on the shelf? I carve my own out. Period. I'm, I'm, you gotta, you gotta make them want it. You gotta, you got like Gerald said, you gotta have marketing. You gotta make people want to go see it. When people want to go see it and want, are looking for it, you get your own space carved out automatically. That's simple. Okay. I, I kind of cheated. I, I'm really good friends with the owner of my comic book store, so some of the stuff has been on the shelf already. <laughs> oh, I got a couple of those too. <laughs> <laughs> like, like but, you carve out your own but, space. You know, if if you don't, you build your own shelf. There. Yeah. And and I think being in the world of social media, it's out to there. Like it really is. Like like look, we friends of mine were discussing this the other day, and my wife and I were talking about this. Is like, like if you had told me twenty years ago that somebody randomly one day would record themselves playing Dungeons and Dragons, and mm. that would turn into a entertainment conglomerate with cartoons and books and games, I would be like, you guys are high as a kite. Nobody <laughs> would ever do that. Vox Machina. You know, yeah. whatever. Oh my like, God, yes. Like, you're like, yes. what? what? This is what? And is this people who just... Love it. Yeah, exactly. They play, play Dungeons and Dragons. It's a multi-million dollar industry now. Got into it, and now it's it's gangbusters. And you, you just don't know when those things are going to pop off. You know, like, like, what was that? You know, like, there was one, my son is really into YouTube. He's that right age. And it was literally like a dad and a kid and they would open a toy and play with it. Yes. Oh my God. I heard about him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ryan. Yes. Like 50,000 views every episode, every thing. And you're like this, they're making money just mm-hmm. playing with toys because people for some reason want to watch it or somebody like Tyrone Magnus. Like had I known I could react to trailers and people would love it. I'd have done that 15 years ago. Like, right. what is happening right now? And, and I think, then, yeah, in this age of quick and and social media, and just anybody can be a celebrity. Like, you don't need a 15 minutes. You don't need to be lucky. You just have to make it. And I think I think that's what we kind of have the advantage of now is we don't have to wait to be on the shelf. We just have to make sure we have a good social media presence, and you can you can make it happen now. I mean, speaking of, you know, games that play dice and everything. So next week, Monday at 630, you can watch us play Star Wars RPGs. I totally and... didn't steal that idea from Critical Role with you. Hey, it worked for them. What if it works for us? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, you can join us next week. We, I may or may not be doing one of those here in the next couple months. <laughs> um, you know, we've had we've had so much fun doing that. And that's that was part of, you know, creating our own space on the shelf is that that. So Kathleen and her husband, John. Uh, we're you know have been playing D D for a long time. I had never played at all. Oh, poor thing. Like ever. I never played any of the dice games. Growing up, my buddies were all into hunting and fishing and they didn't want to play dice. If we were gonna play a game, it was a video game. You know, we played Nintendo yeah. and you know. Uh so we, that really wasn't a thing for us. So I, I never really played it growing up. And then through my earlier years and my early adult years, I didn't have buddies that wanted to do that either. And so yeah, so now I get here and they're like, we should play it. We should play an RPG. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, cool. You're talking like Final Fantasy. And they're like, no. Get your pencil, Tim. Get your pencil. Get ready to do some math. Here's some, here's some dice. Add them up. And uh, yeah, I, we've been having a lot of fun. Uh, tomorrow night's episode is our 19th episode of this. We go for about two and a half ish hours. Next week. Next week. Yeah, what'd I say? Tomorrow night. 
Okay, so yeah, definitely next Monday, not tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Monday the thirteenth. Yeah, at six thirty Eastern, we'll be we'll be playing that. So yeah, if you want to get notifications on, the, make sure you click the subscribe button on our YouTube channel here. But I mean, going back to thinking about Critical Role, they just started playing in their living room, and then it was the. Do you think anybody would watch this if we streamed it on YouTube? And then the. Hey, we're streaming this on YouTube and Twitch. And as it grew and it grew. Yeah, and then the celebrities come be guests and play with us. Right. And the, the Kickstarter and the fact that the Kickstarter absolutely blasted through all of the records, all of their expectations to the point where then they got to start the Critical Role Foundation to help make sure that art programs stay in schools. Like they're helping future indie artists by not only saying, hey, look at this, this is possible, but also make sure that we still have art available for our kids. Like, that's huge to me. I, I have a five-year-old who's very much into art and it's the, yes, let's continue, push, do the things. I, I Sure, you playing an accordion at three o'clock in the morning when you're suddenly awake is awful, <laughs> but sure, let's do it. Yeah. Like, gotta all support each other exactly and i love this comment here from from gerald you know talk about what you love and share it there are other people that love it too mm -hmm. absolutely and that's that's kind of what we've discovered for ourselves is that we all you know even though we all are you know we wear our badge of nerdhood proudly you know there's different shades to that and and my shade is a little bit different than kathleen's shade which is a little bit different than lloyd's which is a little bit different than matthew's but the great thing is we can all find a common ground and talk about it with stuff yes. like this about talk about comic books we can talk about and have friendly uh, banter discussions about why Wolverine would totally kick Batman's ass and all these other things. And what he? <laughs> then he woke up. <laughs> then he <Yeah>. woke up. <laughs> if Wolverine dreamed about being a Batman. He better wake up and apologize to him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I love it. I like it. That's what I'm talking about. Wake up. Say, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to dream that. I'm sorry. My bad. I got to poke the bear a little bit. That's you know, it's gonna happen. So it's part of my job here. Uh, but yeah, so I. I I, I think that's great, and I, and I love the fact. That, I love the fact that we can ha we can joke about these things and we can talk about these things, and that's to me those things are always so important, because the the chest thumping, uh, my side is better than your side, uh, stuff that's God, out there. I, Man, that. I can't handle that. I, I can't I handle that. I did a podcast I'm last night about that about people always getting into a debate and making and I said what makes them right and you wrong. He said what? I said what makes them right and you wrong? It's opinion based. Nobody's right. right. It's how you feel. That's your truth. I can't argue your truth with you. I, I just can't because that's your exactly. truth. Yeah. Uh, and I love it that Gerald agrees with me. He says, Tim, you are He's a correct. Batman hater. <laughs> Batman stands no chance. He's a Batman <laughs> hater. He's a, he's a profound Batman hater. Uh, but yeah. Well, so, well, I mean, well, if you want to work in a different company, I'll talk to Bill. Batman <laughs> 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 Wolverine thing is very complicated. I am over here. I'm over here with my autographed Caldod Wolverine, but also my Harley Quinn mug, and it's it's I, it's hard. <laughs> I could see both sides of it. The the real answer is Nemesis would beat both of them. That's true. <laughs> All right, let's let's move, let's move on. I have one final one final uh, talking point question I want to ask you guys. So I'm the type of so my dad's been self employed since I was a, a little kid, and we always had the saying: we're always going to eat. We just don't know whether it's the chicken or the feathers. You're always going to have something to eat, but you just don't know what it is. Mm. Um, and so we said that because. You know, you always had a win. You just didn't know if it was going to be a big win or a little win. So which ones do you prefer? Do you want one big win to tide you over for a little while? Or do you want little wins that kind of, you know, to see you through? Financially or creatively? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so the answer to your question there, Matthew, is yes. Okay. So I think I mentioned it before is I'm actually very fortunate, in, depending on how you look at it. I, I do have a very nice normal job that pays me well enough that I get to do the comic book stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to get too into what my actual job is, but I'd like to say I'm like a corporate fireman. If somebody calls and there's a fire, I got to put it out. But I, there's not always a fire. So there are, there's a lot of downtime. And that's when I do a lot of my writing is here in my office, which 
I'm in right now because the internet in my house sucks. But um, but I think I'm lucky in that it affords me the ability to do this and not have to worry about that. But at the same time, you know, it's not fulfilling to just write things and leave them on my computer. So to be able to write something and then see it being made or see it be on a Kickstarter or see people actually react to what's happening, that has been really amazing because like I said, I tried something about five years ago and even though people liked it, it I wasn't able to go anywhere with it for reasons that would take hours to explain that we don't have to get sure. into right now. Understood. But I think the creative win too, the fact that this Kickstarter is doing very well for weird reasons that we'll get into another day or maybe not. But ultimately, if this does well and we get another a, a second one, that'd be great. And if this does well, then maybe that allows me to say, hey, we should also do this. And I think that's where, for me personally, I just want a creative win. I want to know that waiting until I'm nearly 50 to actually write comics, um, you know, something's going to happen with it. And it doesn't have to be like gangbusters. It'd be great if somebody did a, a Grok Comics Netflix show, or I, I'm I'm a, I'm doing a series for Apogee. I can say it. It's called Quickwire. It's like a speedster book. If that thing okay. got picked up, that would be awesome. And I think that's where that kind of stuff would be really, really entertaining and nice to kind of get that like cool something that creative people love, and it's going beyond just this thing. Even though people actually love the comic, would be super awesome as well. Um, you know, to be able to do a series, which I think a lot of any comics don't get a chance to, they get to about issue four or five and most of them don't get, get to that point. So I think to get to issue eight would be great okay. of any book that I was working on. All right. Lloyd, well, what about me, you? Give me the little wins. The little wins add up. I work here. I work for this person. I work for that person. What I want, what I want out there actually is eyeballs. Eyeballs create a buzz. No matter what I'm doing, I'm doing it great and doing it to the best of my ability. Somebody's gonna see it and somebody's gonna like it. As George said, do what do what you do. Gerald said, do what you do and share it. People, some people love it too. The more you, the more you do it, the more you share it, more eyeballs you get. Everything else will fall in place on its own. Yeah. Okay. And uh, let me add to this: if you if you see it and you like it, you share it. Right. Like it, it costs zero for you to share Lloyd's post or my post. Yes. It costs you zero to like it, to tell people, but hey, do you like comics? There's this guy I know who's doing a comic. Costs you nothing. If I say, here's my new Kickstarter, I'm not begging you to fund my comic. I'm asking you to tell people what's happening. Mm -hmm. Yes. And people take it as you're begging them for money instead of looking at it, instead of trying to help you for nothing. Right. Liking and sharing. All you got to do, like and share. Somebody yeah. else will also like it. Also like, share, do. and comment yeah. is the best thing you can do to help an indie artist with anything that they're doing. People in my opinion. share big studios trailers. We can share oh. our indie artists stuff too. It's not that hard. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because you have to remember that if, if and for those of you who are listening, if you're wondering how important a share is, you have friends and people who follow you that I don't have access to, that Lloyd doesn't right. have access to, that Matthew doesn't have access to. And so when you share something, you're you are taking our, our art, our our creation and putting it out in front of of your friends and family, which is worth so much more than what we can even begin to tell you, because that gets us an, out and exposed to a whole new audience. And those mm -hmm. whole new audience, if we get one or two people out of that audience who like what we're doing, that's a win. That's one of those little wins that Lloyd's talking about. Yeah. Those start adding up mm -hmm. tremendously. And like with my shirts and everything else, I'm sharing them, sharing them, sharing them. I made it as far in the NFL as TJ Watt getting shirt for me, and Sweet. and nine oh, other that's awesome. nine other Stillers. I got Noah Fan. I got something going to Damian Lillard right now because just because of sharing. Not that's I know awesome, person, dude. I don't know the person, but it made it that far. And then people start hitting me up. Hey, can you do this? Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. You're dang or, right, I can. <laughs> or just being here. Like the the reason I'm here is because you know Jason and I knew each other, and I did his podcast. He's like, "Hey, I have another friend of mine who has a podcast. Yeah, let me." He even just did the warm intro. Hey Jim, hey Matthew, or hey Tim, hey Matthew, come talk to each other, and eventually it 
now here I am. And that cost right. him nothing but 30 right. seconds of time. Yep. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely. And, and that's the cool thing. And we have to remember that is that if we're able to, you know, put a like on, on something, put a, a, you know, able to share it. Uh, if we're in Facebook groups, especially if you have Facebook groups that you're a part of that allow sharing of different things, share Matthew's uh, Kickstarter, share Lloyd's art, share, you know, his shirts, what he's doing. Man, those things, those things carry so far past what you can even begin yeah, to think. So they do. Um, but yeah, hey, like, guys, before we start wrapping up here, why don't you remind everybody where they can find your stuff? Lloyd, let's start with you. Um, I've got my own website at cheatdesigns.com. I've got, you can find me on all, all social medias at cheat-designs. Um, you can go to universecomics.com and order the Enigma book. Please do that. We need that. <laughs> it's a very cool book. <laughs> um, and just stay with me for all my socials. I'm mostly putting everything on my socials. Oh, TikTok. I'm starting to do um, tutorials on how to color with pastels and stuff on my TikToks. Oh, very cool. That Yoda's going on there. I, the Darth Maul's going on there. Um, that Darth Maul is back. <laughs> thanks man thanks man you you share so he shared that into my uh facebook instant messenger he and i were talking about something and he's like, and he's like hey what do you think about this and i was like <laughs> giggle <laughs> <laughs> i legit giggled um darth maul is my absolute favorite star wars villain he uh, next to darth vader darth vader's number one and then darth maul's like it's like a 1a 1b situation those those two are just amazing but yeah Cause you had asked me, had I ever done Darth Maul? And I, I giggle. I'm like, when he sees this, <laughs> have I ever done Darth Maul? It's so good, y'all. It's it's oh man. Mm. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Matthew, uh, remind the good folks about yourself. Sure, uh, I'm a freelance writer for Grok Comics. You can find our Kickstarter at Kickstarter.com/slash/projects/slash/grokcomics/slash/the-remnant-black-cobra.1. Or dash one. Or uh, just click find... the link down below. It's a lot shorter and it's that right too. in there. And then yeah. there's a Facebook group, www.facebook.com slash group slash Grok Comics. And Grok is G-R-O-K. And then you can hit me on Twitter at Mr. J Ninja. There we go. Perfect. Yeah, so uh, we'll have links down below for you guys to be able to follow these guys, check out their stuff. And um, yeah, strongly suggest that both these guys are very talented with what they do. And got some super cool stuff coming up. And if you sleep on it at all, you're going to be sadly, sadly disappointed. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, you know what? I. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, no, I just realized that uh, I I made a I done made a boo boo in my art card here or something. Oh boy. Um, so uh, in the meantime, what I'm going to do. Is I'm going to put this up on the screen because I have this really cool shirt. Yes. Yes. I love it. So this is from uh, a company called TCT. They also do, uh, are also called Michigan Nerds. They've got the the, the mitten and there's the Upper Peninsula and there's the M. Um, And uh, yeah, they've got a lot of really cool designs. And let me just put this up on there. And there's some couple of the other things that they have. My has the variant one. I have the Definitely. Michigan Nerds one. They have oh. this really cool Doctor Who one. He was sold out of that one when I saw him. I need that yeah. One. Huh. Uh, but yeah, yeah they have. A, I love this Ahsoka one. I almost bought this one uh, in Grand Rapids because I was really, really digging that one, and I just liked this one a little bit better. I got um, some from him at the um, Midland Mall Comic Con. Oh, okay, okay. Excellent cool stuff. Definitely got some cool stuff. He does. I like the the Michigan Nerds one. I've actually worn on the show a couple of times. I love that it's the the play on the Marvel logo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, yeah. So there was that. That was one one of the things I wanted to share. And if I could figure out how to do what I'm doing here, did um, you see the Vader Samurai cosplay at Grand Rapids Comic Con, Tim? I don't think I did. Oh my gosh. Okay. I am going to have to find it very quickly and send it to you because holy cow, it was amazing. Really? I'm part of the cosplay groups. I didn't actually get to go to Comic-Con, which was sad, but part of the, the cosplay groups on Facebook. And that's another thing. Indie 
indie artists, I feel cosplayers fall into the indie artists category as well and should yeah. also be acknowledged. Okay. I have a great Captain America costume. I guess I'm all kinds of artists. You are. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I just Facebook messaged it to you, Tim, because it is fantastic. Okay. One second here. Um, as you're dealing I, with your other technical difficulties. <laughs> I am. I, I'm doing my best to stall and make it Make it much better, better here. Ask Lloyd uh, and I to so, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll uh, tell so you why Wolverine always loses everything. How about that? I want an epic rap battle. Wow. Which one of us is point on? <laughs> well, I'm cute. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm cute. <laughs> we're, we're going. No Vaseline. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> How we feel about Earth right, so, so got some of the stuff memorized. <laughs> one one of the charities that we love to do work with uh, is a company is a, a Michigan based charity called uh, Wish Upon a Teen, and they're an amazing group out of the Detroit area that mm. does some really cool stuff. When my daughter was in the hospital for ninety seven days, they came in and redecorated her hospital room, tried to make it as much as home as possible. So we try oh. to help them out and help raise money wherever we can. Okay. Now, this past year uh, at the uh, Monroe Pop Fest uh, was the voice actress Stephanie Nadolny, who is the OG uh, Gohan and Kid mm -hmm. Goku voice actors. And so uh, we had the uh, we had the pleasure of interviewing her on the show. But while we were in person, I got her to sign this for me. Oh, wow. Awesome. All right. So this is the Goku. And then she's got her, her saying right there on the side. And she signed it and made sure that she notated it as Kid Goku. Uh, but we have this up on our eBay store. We're trying to raise money for Wish Upon a Teen. She also signed this. This is also up on our eBay store. This is si yeah, yeah. signed by Stephanie Nadolny as well. Mm -hmm. uh, now, for those of you who are Detroit sports fans, we have a shirt and uh, image combo up on eBay for auction of Darren McCarty. Uh so, and the shirt that's up for auction is really stinking cool because uh, it's a 1998 uh, Western, that's when they were in the Western Conference, Yep. the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs, they were the Western back-to-back Western Conference champions, brand new with tags from 1998, signed by Darren McCarty. Uh, and Darren was at the Monroe Pop like Fest and signed it for us uh, there as well. Uh, super cool, dude. We have yes, links for those out on our Twitter page. And you can find those there uh, at Twitter or, or X, or if you choose to call it X for whatever godforsaken reason. It's still Twitter to me, damn it. And, uh, <laughs> but if you go there, check that out, and you'll find our links, and you'll be able to like, share, and comment uh, if you choose not to bid. But, but liking and sharing would be huge, so we can huge. get that out in front of some people. You get uh, This is one of those instances where you get something really cool for your charity dollar, and it goes to helping a kid because it only takes about 150 to 250 somewhere in there roughly to decorate an entire room that's the average budget of a room remodel because they can only do so much because it's in a hospital but they get a few things and they get a bunch of stuff donated to them because they're an amazing charity but wishuponateen.org go there if you're not interested in this stuff and you just want to make a uh, donation to an awesome charity that helps out sick kids when they need it most www.wishuponateen.org. Go help Nancy help the sick kids. And Wish Upon a Teen is such an amazing program. As Tim said, when his daughter was in the hospital, they redecorated her room. But they've actually shown that children, everybody in all reality, but kids actually heal faster when they're more comfortable in their surroundings. So whether it's a pillowcase, so it's not an itchy white hospital pillowcase, it's a comforter, it's a string of fairy lights it makes a huge difference to those kids and it's not hard for you to help them yeah not at all and this is what the shirt looks like just in case anybody's wondering oh nice there Very it nice. is that's the shirt and it comes with the shirt and the picture it's a duo so yeah um yeah you know uh, when we're done here i'll put some links for the ebay links into the show notes down below so if you guys are interested you guys will be able to check that out 
All right, Kathleen, let's wrap this thing up. All right. Well, last Friday, we aired our interview with Claudia Gray, the amazing author who has written canon-forming books for the High Republic era and character stories for Princess Leia and others in Star Wars, other young adult titles, and series such as Spellcaster and Evernight. And you can still find that episode of the FSF Popcast up on our YouTube channel or your favorite audio podcast provider, like Good Pods. We love Good Pods. Good Pods loves us. We're just Good gonna, Pods is amazing. Yeah, we love them. We're just going to throw that one out there. But <laughs> yeah. also remember, your subscription to our YouTube channel is a major help. So do not forget to click, like, and subscribe. The little bell for the notifications. Let us annoy you as much as we annoy our families. Exactly. All right, so this upcoming Friday, we were also we've done a couple author interviews back to back. We're pleased to uh, introduce you guys if you're not familiar with them already. Derek Tyler Attico. Uh, Derek wrote a really cool story about uh, Benjamin Sisko, and mm. it's called the Autobiography of Benjamin Sisko. And uh, since I've already plagiarized his website once, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> and so here we go. Uh, Derek is a science fiction author and essayist and photographer. He won the Excellence of Playwriting Award from the Dramatist Guild of America. He's also a two-time winner of the Star Trek Strange New Worlds Short Story Contest and is a contributing writer for the Star Trek Adventures role-playing game and an RPG designer himself. And it's not so, plagiarizing. You're just not going to be able to say it better than he did himself. No, I can't. So why would I? I'm, why would I even try? Right. My dude has I'm the perfect on his on, on his <laughs> website. So... But, you know, we joked about it being plagiarism, so I just went, I just steered. We did. Uh, but, if, hey, if you don't want to wait till Friday for that, uh, when it's released to the public, you can probably check it out first thing in the morning on our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash FSF podcast, and you'll be able to find both the audio and video there for as little as three whole George Washingtons a month. Ooh. You can get access to our Patreon page. For $10 a month, you can see all the behind-the-scenes stuff that we talked about with, with him. And there are some really great stories that Derek shares uh, in the you know the pregame, basically. So, uh, yeah, you guys are going to check that out. But, yeah, so check those out. And, yeah, patreon.com forward slash FSF podcast. Again, Matthew, thank you so much. Sorry you had so many tech issues with us tonight, but glad you were able to stick it out and, and uh, hang with us. Being patient with the nonsense over here. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it is what it is. It ain't, it ain't worth that. If Look, if that's the worst thing I have today, my day was pretty good. Fair. So, fair. So. It is Monday. Exactly. So <laughs> just roll with it. And Lloyd, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate you, uh, oh, you being no on the show as well. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for the invite, man. For real. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get you. We'll figure out a way to get you guys back on here with another topic, and okay. uh, we'll we'll have a a really great discussion um, and prove to you guys once and for all why you're wrong about Wolverine. Okay, goodbye. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just gonna hang up and just go right to the outro <laughs> video, but <laughs> but I thought no, I'll be nice. Okay, an authentic goodbye. All right, guys, that's it for the FSF podcast. Bye-bye. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF Podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF Podcast. Or go to www.fsfpodcast.com and click on the contact link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode.